Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Y'all, can you believe it is officially summer out there? Heck yes, it is. I am so excited about it. And I always like to have a goal for each season of the year, whether that's to get outside more or to read more or travel more or whatever it is. So I want to just ask you today, what's your goal this season? My goal is to get outside and rest more this summer. I really need some more rest in these summer months. And I'm actually planning two weeks off in August to really recharge and refresh over my birthday. It's going to be an awesome time. So I encourage you guys to think about what your goal is for this season. Also, I want to take a moment to thank you guys for being here. And I really want to thank everyone who has written us a review and ranked us on iTunes. Our reviews and rankings mean so much to us and they truly help us. So if you haven't yet, would you be willing to leave us a review on iTunes? To find us, search Heart of Dating on iTunes, scroll to the bottom of our page, and then hit rankings and reviews and write something even in less than 30 seconds, whatever it is. You can write something about a recent episode, or what you love about Heart of Dating overall. Recently, from Charlie K, he said, Finally, just finished binging the first season and I love it. I'm a single Christian dude and have read a lot of books and listened to a lot of sermons on dating, singleness, sex, etc. But I was looking for more down-to-earth talk. I love how she has guests to talk about all different aspects of dating and ask the questions we are all wondering. It's cool to have a place for all this info in a fun and relaxed format. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Charlie Kay. I love the dudes in our community. Okay, y'all, this week, I'm so excited to be bringing you a single men's panel. That's right. So for this conversation, we actually split it into two different parts. The first part today is going to be questions from the dudes. And then the next part is questions from the ladies. So for this series, I really knew I wanted to bring on two guy friends who have incredible hearts that would just be fully transparent and open and a whole lot of fun. And trust me, they were all of the above. We had a blast. So let me introduce you to B.C. Serna and Jared Nickerson. B.C. Serna is a traveler, storyteller, and mentor. He has spent the past 11 years traveling the world with nonprofit organizations, helping share and tell their stories through film and awareness. He also has a heart for college and high school age students and takes them on trips to teach them about heart-led leadership and global community awareness. After working with hundreds of organizations in over 60 countries and countless amounts of students and young adults, BC founded a few different types of projects, including the Traveling Good, the Pursuing Purpose podcast, and the Mentorship Mastermind. Now, Jared Nickerson is an expert in business development and marketing strategy. He also has an incredible affinity for fitness coaching, and we discuss in the interview today that he is definitely really buff. (laughs) He loves bringing people together in community and has a constant heart's desire to help others truly find their purpose and identity. 
Jared is now today a mentor inspiring tons of people. And together, him and BC are taking over the world with their incredible Mentorship Mastermind, which is an eight-week dive into your greatest life questions, struggles, fears, passions, and purpose, built alongside a like-minded community of authentic individuals doing life together. So today, Jared and BC answer questions like, so if you're going to plan a first date, what would it be and why? If you find a woman you're interested in, how do you pursue her? How do you seek growth in your life? How do you deal with friendationships? So many things, you guys. There was even some really amazing moments of vulnerability as one of the guys reveals a bit about his fear of rejection. You're going to love part one of this conversation and then stay tuned for part two launching later this week. Okay, start recording it. Are we live? Yeah, y'all ready to talk about dating right now? Yeah, let's go. You like really ready to dive in? I'm really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> to the murky, ambiguous waters of dating as a Christian. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Have we started? Yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we are on air. Heck yeah. Okay, y'all. I'm so excited. BC, Jared, you guys are epic friends of mine. BC, you're a newer friend. Jared, we go way back. But you guys both are amazing. So mm-hmm. would you mm-hmm. do me the honor of introducing y'all self? Y'all selves. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, my name is Jared Nickerson. What do you want me to say? How do I introduce myself? Anything you want. What do you do? Who are um, you, Jared? I, I'm a professional bird charger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bird charger. <laughs> That's the story. I know. It'd be serious. Um, thanks, Dad. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, my background is in marketing, business development, and everything startup life, and then turned uh, mentor. And BC, that's good. That was that was a good job there. Okay, pat on the back. Jared's also extremely fit. He's very humble, so he won't brag on himself. But <laughs> You're he is an it. amazing person, and uh, and extremely well at loving people. Yeah, you and he's beautiful. So well. Oh, yeah. Thanks. All right, now everyone's all the ladies are going to check your Insta after Do this. Do it, girls. Right. You will not know. be <laughs> let down. <laughs> Man of God, also attractive, lots of muscles. Okay. Too much muscle, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Not never a thing. Yeah. Um, my name is BC Cerna. I, I'm a filmmaker and storyteller, and I uh, I like working with youth a lot. And uh, yeah, I love working with young people. Yeah. You yeah. like to change people's lives, both y'all. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's very fun. You just have like a like the first time I met UBC, it was just like this energy of like joy and excitement and empowerment. Just like when you walk in a room, you're like, you're kind of like people's hype people, I feel like. Really? That's yeah. crazy because I'm an introvert at heart. But you just hyped me up. Yeah. Like I, you're good. It's weird. Yeah. Thank you though. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think well, it's it's I probably because the first time we met, we were at that dating event. Yep. My soiree. And, and we yep. walked in and Jared and I like to throw dance parties in our house alone. And so, and we were celebrating that day for some reason. I think it's because we launched a program. And so we, uh, we cleared the dance floor and threw a dance party. So it was a different, it was a really unique situation when we met you. It was a good situation. That was so fun. Yeah. No one was dancing. What is up with that? I know. See, okay. Just note to self and all the Christians, we can dance. I yes. also tell all the ladies, Amen. like, you can flirt with guys. It's okay. Mm. Amen. But, like, we can have fun. Like, I don't think oh that we gosh. should only dance at weddings. I just, like, uh, I mean. We like, danced literally every day. <laughs> exactly. That party was, am- you killed that party, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. thank you. That party was amazing. Yeah, I want to do more of those. Hopefully, a lot of people want me to do them in other cities. So, we will see. Oh, I know lots dream. of people are asking yeah. about that. So, yeah. 
Yeah. You, <laughs> you guys want to come? You should do a tour. Yeah. No, yeah, we, we'll be the like designated hype men yeah. for your party. That would be perfect. Yeah. We'll talk about that after. That would be And amazing. we'll be like the single guys that you can like auction off, you know? And yeah. All the money goes to charity or something. Yeah. Or to uh, us. Okay. Or to us. <laughs> yeah. Or charity. Or to Heart of Dating. Or Heart of Dating. Heart of Dating. Yeah. 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 Self-plug there. That's a charity. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm so excited for this combo today because we're going to do kind of like an interview Q&A panel style, like with the single dudes, because y'all are both single. We talked about this before. Um, but we get lots of questions from guys and girls, and I've compiled a bunch of those questions to kind of throw at y'all today. So are you ready? A hundred percent. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. Got him right here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we're going to start with questions from the dudes. We have awesome dudes in our heart of dating community. And you know, I just want to do my best to help steward them and encourage them, but I am a woman. So I need dudes to come in and provide some awesome input sometimes on what it's like for them as single guys. So uh, first question is, if you're going to plan a first date, what would it be and why? <laughs> Jared's good at this. Rochambeau. Jared's good at first dates. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. So I, I know BC's answer, so I'll go first because okay. his is going to be challenging to a lot of people, which is a lovely because he challenged me a lot. in this. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but for me, first dates, I'm pretty like practical and like basic with it. It's, um, depending on the situation, it's either I'm going to ask them to dinner if I know them a little more intimately, but if I don't know them, if I don't even know if I like them, Mm. um, it'll be something super casual, like maybe coffee or going for a walk or just like, like a coffee walk. Yeah, Actually, I love coffee walks because then you're exploring somewhere. Yeah. I prefer like not sitting across and interviewing the person, but that's just me. If I know the person, like I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you well, know I, them at, or some walk. friendship. Yeah. I kind of came up with that. Wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. You know? Wait, what was, what did you think I was going to say? <laughs> BC's going to say something like, um, yeah, I don't believe in going to first dates. I believe in bringing them in a group setting at like a party, whatever, and see how they interact with everyone <laughs> and then funny. get to know if you know that's them. True. Yeah. That, so I guess it, but if there was a date situation, if there was, I mean, that's like how I go about it is I try to invite them to an event, which is good. Yeah. yeah. Where it's, it's more focused on like, you don't, it's not this awkwardness one-on-one. It's not, you don't have to worry about, you know, like trying to entertain, which obviously that's what a date is. Um, but that's how, yeah, I guess that's one of my philosophies is, is definitely group events settings. But then obviously if you like someone, then there must be a, at one point there must be a one-on-one date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say the group setting is like ideal or an event or something yeah. like that. Um, but if it is a one-on-one situation, I think keeping it yeah very simple i guess coffee walk but i would say go to like the pier or the boardwalk Mm -hmm. in like venice and just hang out near the beach and grab like you know an acai bowl or something like that and and keep more low-key and be outside i love it i uh and there's like an arcade at the santa monica pier that's really fun to go to yeah something like that i like that see i love that too the coffee walk or that because you get to know someone's personality. Mm-hmm. Like I recently went on a dinner date with somebody I didn't know at all, which is okay. No docs to that person. However, it's like there wasn't an opportunity to feel if there was chemistry with that person because you're just like sitting across. It's like an interview, yeah. And you just can't help but ask lots of questions. You've never met this person in your life, you know? So for me, like dinner as a first date, if you totally don't know someone, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I want to like do something more mm-hmm. fun or interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like this. Yeah, it's awesome, you guys. Okay, so next question is, how do you, if you find a woman that you might like, and you're like, hey, I like this woman, how would you go about pursuing her? I answered first, BC. 
if I do, you got to slide in the DMs, obviously. You know, okay. All right. Present. I like it. Dang it. How do I? <laughs> I honestly, how do that's I pursue fine. a girl? Oh my God. That's funny. I don't know. I, I'm pretty, I guess like I don't sugarcoat anything and I, I'm pretty forward and like, I don't know. I just, I don't have time to waste. So yeah. I, I, if I, if there is like, you know, something like that, then I, I kind of just, I don't know. I feel like I go with it. Mm. of just like being pretty transparent and clear. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't, I'm, I, I'll just set the president right now. I'm the worst pursuer in the world. I'm really bad at it. So. I'm really bad at it. You're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Pray for me. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, but I, I really, I just, it's very forward. It's very like, it just, I do what I do, I guess. So if you like a girl, you will, let, she'll know in some capacity. Yeah. Bottom yeah. Line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like she'll that. feel swooned for sure. All right. We yeah. like to feel swooned. Okay. I Karen. just tell her to like look in my eyes for like five seconds and then it's game over. She starts crying. She's, she will cry. Yeah. yeah. He has to wear glasses a lot. I do. <laughs> I'm like Cyclops and X-Men, yeah. but because I like you make women fall in, in love with me. It's like the ocean. That's kind of Don't look at me, Kate. Don't look at me, Kate. <laughs> it's already over. Yeah. <laughs> After this, I'm like, so Jared. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, oh, pursuing women, both get, blushing. Yeah. Oh no. man. It's uh, so getting on topic here. Um, how do I pursue women? I mean, kind of the same thing is like, for me, it's like for me to pursue someone, I have to really know that I actually like them before, mm. or I'm like really interested. So I have to like see them in group settings and see how they interact with someone else. Um, <clears throat> ideally, yeah. Ideally, yeah, yeah. In in the ideal world, but then like, if I like them, they're gonna know that I like them. Because they're going to be seeing my face everywhere. <laughs> you're going to show up. Where I'm going to show up where you yeah. think they're going to be at. And yeah. you're going okay, to okay, not creepy. A- I'm not a creep. It is kind of creepy. He's got like <laughs> restraining orders and stuff like that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just I like you. I'm pursuing you. Is that She's bad like, though? <laughs> no, bad? honestly, I don't think it's bad. Yeah, restraining orders. Where, no, <laughs> restraining orders. Yes, but showing up where you know that person might be. Well, I don't like, think that's bad. No, okay, that it was. It was a joke. I don't do that. Honestly, though, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it too because I've seen him do it. So I mean, like, <laughs> oh gosh, don't joke. Okay, we'll get you. No, I know. I know. If I joke, it's gonna get me so hard. Yeah. Um, pursuing women, I don't show up where you're at in the sense of like I'm not at your doorstep. But the thing is, I will just make it known that like I see you and I want and like. If if we have a connection, then it's like you're going to see me because I see you. Yeah, uh, that's good. So what about if you don't know them that well? Mm, then I go like super sly and I'm like, I just watch them. And like, I think we all do it, right? Like yeah. we analyze the situation, analyze the room. You're looking at someone, you're watching their body language, how they're interacting with other humans. Um, so like before, I think like I don't pursue until I know. So I think if we're talking about pursuit, um, it's very situational and it depends. Yeah. That's my answer. <laughs> hey, I like that. That's okay. Uh, okay. My next question though is how do you approach women in different settings? Like church versus the gym versus a party. Is it different? And how would you approach differently? Don't approach in the gym. You don't? No. In the gym. I- I've seen him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Called no. out. No. Called it's, out. It's it's like in the gym. It's like a uh, <laughs> BC's laughing over here. Um, like a, if if it's a mutual friend like interaction, and yeah. your friend's like, "Hey, this is so and so," then you meet them. That's mm-hmm. like completely different. But there's this culture in the gym of like uh, it's full of sharks, 
and women don't feel safe in gyms. So there's no way that I'm going to contribute to that culture where and the idea that women aren't safe yeah. in a gym because guys see a girl and they're like, oh, she's new here. She's blah, blah, blah. And like run up to her and they flock to her. And it's like, I don't. That's true. I Honestly, care about that. yeah. There is a lot of that. You do feel like you're being looked at a totally. lot. As a woman, I can but, attest to that. <laughs> but, okay. If my if friend. She's cute, if she's cute. Then you can go talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> but if my friends are like friends with her and like we're having a conversation and they're like, hey, this is so-and-so. And then it's like, oh, now a connection has been made. Now you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then you just like can start figuring out the person. So what about in other settings though, like church or a party? BC? I'm the worst person to ask for that. You um, are not. I'm, no. So this is a true story. I'm 30 years old and I've never once asked for a girl's number. I've never like approached <gasps> a girl. I know. No way. I think it may be something to do with my childhood trauma or something. Or I don't know. I probably need to go to like a. This is going to take a different turn. I'm going to like start yeah, coaching you I've, right now. I know. It's <laughs> it's weird. I I don't understand. There's something in my body that I cannot go approach a girl. I don't, and I have no idea what it is. This is like just being real. Like I've never once like saw a girl at a party or at church or an event and was like, I want to go ask for her number, talk to her. I have this innate fear. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's maybe it happened to me when Mm -hmm. I was younger, but I have this fear that she'll just be like, I have a boyfriend or I'm married or I'm not interested. And I'll just feel really like ashamed. Maybe I really don't even know actually. I mean, huge thing though is I think most all men have that same fear and feeling. Mm. I feel so, like I know a lot of guys who've asked a girl's number. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still terrifying. They still have that like totally, totally. fear behind it. You yeah. Know? Well, if you take the flip side for women, we fear getting rejected all the time, but we're not doing a lot of the asking most of the time. I, know. Statistically. I wish they did. I wish they did. Though. Well, wait, I do encourage women to drop the hanky. Like show. Drop the hanky. Yeah. Amen. Oh. That'll help me. Drop the hanky. Please. Yeah. Drop the hanky. I, make it known. See? Yes. I guess you guys my, like it. If I think about it again, the number one fear isn't that they, that they have a boyfriend. I, the number one fear is actually that they feel I, I feel like they probably got hit on a lot or maybe that mm. e- even that night and I don't want to go up there and like annoy them and bother them and so that's actually my number one fear if I go talk to a girl I it's f- very real I feel like I'm just gonna be like god every guy's probably talked to her so far like why would I just go to annoy mm. her and that and I'm like a, a peacekeeper on some level where it's like I don't want to disturb someone's night or evening and yeah I don't know it's weird I've wanted to there's definitely been situations where like man I want to go talk to that girl I just have no idea how to, I, I don't even know how real. to start it actually I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know what to say I would just be like I'll go up and be like I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Money's right. ah, stupid, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. No, but hey, thank you for saying that because I think a lot of guys feel that way. Drop like, the Jared, hanky. you just said that. Yeah, but like, what, what if we means, flip but... that script really quick? Okay, what if you start thinking like, hey, I tell this to women but and guys too, but like nobody has a bad day when they find out someone has a crush on them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. nobody. It's flattering. Yeah. You feel seen. You kind of feel like affirmed. So even if let's say that person has a boyfriend or whatever, or if they're totally not interested, if you're not like desperately hungry of like, will you go on a date with me tomorrow? I think you're beautiful. Like, <sighs> you know, that's like yeah. a little aggressive, but if you're like, hey, and you have a small conversation and you like start getting to know them a little bit and you're like, this has been awesome talking to you. I'd love to take you out to coffees, a coffee walk sometime or go to the boardwalk sometime and hang out more. Would you be open to that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. What is the first thing you say, though? Do you just go and introduce yourself? Is that the first thing you say or do you go up and generally say- a compliment goes over really well? Just like something yeah. that's not uh, invasive or personal. Mm. Um, just like compliments someone's shoes, their hair. I like your neck. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. Don't say I like your neck. You have, a, you have a kissable neck. <laughs> Guys, it's terrible. Dang it. Dang it. I'm going to work on it. And next time we do this interview, Don't I'm going to say gonna, I, I like your neck. I've, I've truly <laughs> been like, um, that's this like is... Song of Sol- Solomon, like where he's like oh, complimenting yeah. all of the weird. It's very, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Do but I it's say, biblical. Don't do, do I, it. What if I go in, because everyone compliments her. What if I go compliment myself? Okay, so your challenge is you're going to get out there and do this more. Challenging. Yes. I mean, my heart yeah. is so fragile, so I don't know if I should, this is a season where I should do that, but I, after, hey, that's okay. yeah, I should probably do it at one point in my life. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I hear lots of women saying, I don't get asked out by guys. And I'm like, Hey, it's tough for guys sometimes. Like you're just saying, and you're opening up and saying that, like, I think it's good for women to hear that because I'm like, ladies, how often are you dropping the hankies? Come on. Because most of the yeah. time they're really nervous. Throw to some do that. vibes. Let yeah, us know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, look at me twice and I'll freaking. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and then three you, times, maybe four times. And, and then, then hold up a sign that says, come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over there. <laughs> Gotta really make it known. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. The, so I'm sorry. eye connection is a really eye big deal. Connection, when yeah. it's like eye connection. And then like if it happens to so in my mind it happens twice, and I'm like, that was an accident. Third time I'm like, uh, that was an accident. Fourth time I'm like, oh, okay. I'm I getting it. This is good. <laughs> Fourth yeah. time I throw up. Yeah. Fourth time I throw up. <laughs> But I've been like good questions though. These are good. These are yeah. Good. yeah. These no, are, and this I is love therapy the for me too. I don't talk about this ever. This is something no, this I keep my great. personal life to my. I don't even like my friends in my personal life. <laughs> this life, is good. So, yeah. Well, it's good too because you guys are both like I mean, very attractive guys and confident guys. So the you know like wh- who mentor other people. It's amazing. So I think the realness of this just shows like, hey, every guy is going through something, just like every girl is going through. Like the reason why they're not asking isn't just because like they don't like that person you mm-hmm. know it's mm-hmm. really a lot more nuanced than that so oh, always wow. thanks for opening up friends i want to take a quick pause in today's episode to tell you about something i am so excited about i just want to say that i know the struggle is real with dating in our current culture it can be marking and confusing and sometimes just so frustrating do you ever feel like you have no idea what you're doing or that you keep trying and failing or that you just don't know how to handle hard situations or conversations with people. Or maybe you just feel stuck in a dating wasteland with no good potentials. I get it and I have felt a ton of those exact same things. Now a huge issue when it comes to dating is that we don't have a ton of great resources out there for guidance. The Bible doesn't talk about dating because it didn't exist at the time. And now today, about 50% of the church in the U.S. is single, and even that number is growing. So the problem is that we need resources. I get it. I get all your frustrating feelings. So I have made it a goal of mine to research and talk to pastors and watch videos and read as many books as I can just so that I can be equipped to do this podcast as well as go into my own dating life with the best and sharpest possible tools. And I have exciting news today. I have compiled all of my favorite dating resources and created a free resource guide for you so you don't have to scour for all the best things to read or watch anymore. It is called The 7 Resources to Change the Dating Game. I truly believe that this guide will help you navigate this journey with clarity and intention. It is going to help you to sharpen the tools in your toolbox and get out there and date amazingly. You can grab this free resource by visiting heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. That is heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. I am so excited for you guys to get your hands on this incredible free resource.
Okay, so how about this? How do you manage other opposite like sex friendships or like girl friendships that don't turn into friendationships? And friendationships are friendships that are like relationships. Does this make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes total sense. (laughs) And it's like so hard when things get to that place Mm -hmm. Um, because I think we've all allowed things to get to that place because no one taught us how to maneuver the situation. Right. Um, And now like the best way to go about it, in my opinion, is like super, super, super clear communication. Yeah, it's good. Like just being like, hey, I really like you as a friend and you are Mm -hmm. a friend. And, you know, I was talking to another friend. It's like if you're put in a friend zone, don't try to climb out of it. Yeah. And I think it goes for guys and girls and like don't allow yourself to go into friendation. Is that how you say it? Yeah, friendationships. Yeah. Yeah, I like that term. You're good with these terms just <laughs> coming to me. Friendationships. They yeah. got lots of other terms in there. Situationship. <laughs> Situationship. Wow. Yeah, it just comes it comes down to communication in my eyes of like being very clear of like, hey, this is what I want. This is what I see. Um, I enjoy as a friend. There's nothing else here mm. um, in my eyes. And you can see that not so blunt where it's like going to hurt someone, but um yeah. Making it clear and then following up with that later, I think too. Yeah, like I, following to that because you have to keep in that zone of like if this is just friends, then you know, even establishing maybe what those boundaries are, mm-hmm, what that mm-hmm. other person and you are comfortable with. If there's been a little bit of grayness, yeah. right? And yeah. and uh, the the story that I hear all the time is like he said that he wanted to be just friends, but we go to the movies together and he takes me to weddings with them and we he do all of these things. Day, text me every day. Time. He calls Novel me every text. day. Yeah. But he just wants to be friends. It's like, okay, dude, that's like an effeminate trait of you needing attention, mm-hmm. but you're not wanting to give this girl what she is also desiring. So it's very yeah. selfish. And it's like, you know what? That's where you got to like step up and be a man and stick to your word and what you said you're going to do yeah. and not allow yourself to cross boundaries that you set. Hmm. but you're going to dip into because you need something. Right. You know, it's that emotional love tank filling. So I'm like, if you're noticing you're needing that emotional love from someone, because that is comforting, you know, like male, female friendships, it's nice to be friends with the male or nice to be friends with the female because you're getting some things from them that you're not getting maybe from your guy friends or from your girlfriends, you know? Mm. So there's a level of like, this feels good in my heart. feels good. But it's like a filling up that emotional love tank. So if you notice that, I'm like, well, can you get that emotional love from somewhere else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm about to drop a little Tony Robbins right here. Mm-hmm. But he talks mm-hmm. about um, our intrinsic needs and our values and yeah. we will always trump our values to fulfill a need so if you're getting your needs from a relationship that you like have boundaries like you value the friendship and relationship but you need a an emotional connection that goes beyond that boundary if you are lacking that connection you we as humans are willing and able to break through our values to get a need that we have um mm. so what you're saying the emotional love yeah. tank is like where are you actually getting it from yeah um it's really important for us to understand like is this something bigger than me just wanting a friendship that I can do whatever in or does that make sense? No, it totally does. So I kind of want to follow up with the question then where, cause I feel like you guys probably, I just know you guys are awesome at having great brotherly type friendships. So like, how do you guys find, where do you get emotional love from? If you're not getting it from the affirmation of a girl, like a relationship with a girl or even a friendship from a girl, like how do you guys find, where do you get your emotional love? I'd say so much of, I mean, there's two parts to that for me. It's, it first comes with yourself mm-hmm. and fully accepting yourself. 
for who you are um, and diving in and allowing God to love you, Hmm. um, allowing our father to love us. And that is for me, like the biggest piece is where like I have confidence in that and truly have confidence in that where I can be like, yo, I don't need what I think I need. I don't don't need what I see over here because I know who I am and I know what God calls me and I know how he loves me. Um, and then the second part of that is my friendships, even masculine. It's not, it always doesn't need to be feminine. Um, like the masculine love I have with my brothers fulfills so much where it's like, Oh, this is like how men are supposed to be. We're supposed to be open and loving of one another and caring for one another. Um, with the masculine and feminine energy that we all have within us. Yeah. And it doesn't just need to come from a woman. Mm-hmm. So then your value um, and basic needs don't need to come from someone outside. So I think it first comes with knowing yourself and going to like the deep yeah. depths of like why you are you. Yeah. And then getting that from your guy friends. Like, and, I think that's so good. Like, And my mom. Yeah, my mom's okay, great. That's good. My sister. Yeah. But I think that's good. Like the brotherly love is so important. Like, yeah. and I think you guys, and this is not a conversation about masculinity, femininity, but I do believe we both embrace as God created us with both masculine and feminine energies. And I think it's important to feed for us to feed into both of those. So for guys to find ways to embrace that, like, I mean, quote unquote feminine, but it's really just like getting that emotional love, that being energy, that um, loving energy and nurturing energy from other guys. Well, and also from other women, you can get that kind of energy from friendships and people and it doesn't have to be sexual. There doesn't have to be any sexual attraction or allure. And when I say sexual, I don't mean just like hormonal, but Mm. um, attractiveness. Yeah, Attractiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I think. Yeah, it always comes down to like the intention, right? Like the mm. the um, why you're doing anything. Like, what are you, what are you trying to fill the void, yeah. right? So it is that that conversation of that self love, how you feel about yourself, um, and then mm. that conversation with, um, you know, I, I always come back to like, are 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 you really ready when you meet that person? You know, and are you actually chasing something like your dreams or your goals? Like, because if you're not chasing your dreams or your goals or your vision then then you'll be distracted by anything that's shiny and the opposite sex or whoever we're into is extremely shiny and mm-hmm. so it, you know my my whole mission and my podcast is about purpose and yeah. about pursuing purpose and yeah. i and i'm i'm trying to gear people's hearts and minds and visions towards something bigger than themselves mm-hmm. because then you're just like less distracted with all of the nuance of like dating or am I married yet or I have kids yet and all those fears, you know, cause when you start to live for something bigger than yourself, then you, then you really stop caring so much about your, it's all about ourselves, right? At the end of the day, we're like yeah. we're always looking at, I'm still single or I don't, I'm not married yet. Or I don't have kids yet. I want my kids to be my purpose and my husband to be my purpose. And right. that's just, that's not true. Like that's not what your purpose is. Yeah. And so, um, that can be something, a desire in your heart. Like I get a lot of women who are like, but I feel God has purposed me to be a wife and have kids. I'm like, okay, that's great that you want, that you have that desire, but that's not the only thing God is like doing or Mm -hmm. going to do in your life. Like what, what is he calling you to right now? Yeah. It's not external because if your kids and your husband died, does that mean you have no more purpose? Right. Yeah. That's so good. Yes. Yeah. You can't make your purpose external like that and and kind of try to validate like, yeah, I don't know. I'm always just telling people, yeah, I get it. Like obviously we're, we're very biological humans too. Mm -hmm. And there's the biology of like our, our needs or our attraction or our um, emotions or hormones, but there's uh, you just got to kind of like refocus the energy and really try, try to feel out what void you're trying to really fill. If you mm. have extra time or extra money or 
not enough self-love? Are you really just trying to fill that avoid, you know? Yeah, that's good. So in terms of like being mentored, disciples, like how do you guys do that in your life as men, like as godly men, how do you, what, how many dudes do you have pouring into your life? Like, what does that kind of look like for you? Pouring into our life? Yeah. Pouring, like how, how are you guys seeking growth in with mentors, discipleship, like growth? Like, what does that look like for you? Cause you kind of touched on that in finding purpose, but I think having that kind of growth and those systems are really important as well. Yeah. Community is key for sure. You won't, yeah have a successful relationship without community, without mm. brothers or sisters, depending on, you know, who you are. But if you don't have that kind of like foundational community to only call call you up and kind of elevate your awareness to like if someone's healthy for you. I mean, usually when we fall into like, um, I guess not like a lustful state, but a state of where we're really attracted to the shiny thing of the opposite yeah. sex or whoever we're interested in. And it's like, we, mm. we sometimes don't show our friends or tell our friends. We keep it kind of secret because we know that they would probably be like, Hey, I, you're better than that. You know, you can, you know, like you, we supposed to invite our, our person that we're interested in, into our friends and community. That's why I'm about events. Like I'm, yeah. I'm always like, yo, invite your first date, your second date, your third date to an event situation. So you can like, they can see your community of friends, but also your friends can see them. Mm-hmm. And, and then also it's so easy to wear a mask. So I can go on one-on-one date, 10 one-on-one dates and someone can like me because I can wear a mask all day long forever. Right. Mm. But if you're in your group of friends or they're wearing a mask and say you bring them to an event and all, and then of course in front of you, they're like amazing. Right. Cause they're shiny, yeah. they're beautiful, they're cool. Um, but your friends can see beyond that mask because they're not trying to really impress your friends. Sometimes they are, but your yeah. friends can be like, but your friend's intention isn't like interested in them, right? Mm. So your friends are like, whoa, 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 I know they're really beautiful or really smart or really funny, but there's something else that I'm seeing. And like, that's why I'm, I, I'm all about events first, you know, three or four dates. Cause it's like you both and then both parties. Cause then they get to see you, what you're like in front of your friends. Mm. Um, I even would say that's not even dates. It's like just inviting them to group settings totally. to like get to know them, yeah. which I think is fine as well. Yeah. Like, I love that. I think in dating, we need to continuously do that throughout dating. Like there's a concept, um, <clears throat> friend of mine, Scott Kadersha, we had on the podcast a few months ago, he introduced me to this concept of submarining where you get into a relationship and then you like go under mm. the surface yeah. and it's just you guys and you're yeah. submarining, you're poking your little thing out of water. You're seeing what's going on, but nobody can see you. And then you guys pop back up and you're like, we're getting engaged. And everyone's like, wait, what? I don't even know this person. And they're like, do you, do you support it? And people are like, I don't. I don't, how can I yeah. like, you know, and that sets you up for so much like potential blind spots and potentially getting married to someone out of infatuation or selfish desires. Totally. So I agree with you totally with the community aspect. Yeah. Um, I just want to like point out what BC said. Sure. Everyone listening right now, go back and listen to what he just said again. Cause it's so important. Yeah. Now I'll go. Um, Pause, rewind, come back. <laughs> Pause, rewind, come back. I'm going to take a 20-second break. <laughs> um, so for me, um, it's community and relationships as well. Mm. Um, I have a close group of men in my life who, um, so as mentors and being, I guess, a peer mentor for many years, mm-hmm. uh, we're always pouring out to other people. And it's really hard to live that life forever. So what we intentionally did, me and some of my friends who you know, yeah. Um, we meet together and we haven't for the last couple months been able to meet every week. Um, but we meet together every week and go through life together, mm. fears, insecurities, troubles, joy, yeah. celebrations, all of it. And so understanding good. the deeper meaning behind all of it and what we're learning and what we're processing and we're crying together and laughing together. 
hitting golf balls together and getting super frustrated. Um, <laughs> but dealing in all aspects of relationships. Cause I, I mean, I believe the meaning of life is relationships and, yeah. um, that's what we all do together. So I think having a core group of people, men and women who pour into your life, mm. um, because we all need someone pouring into us yeah. when it comes to the end of the day, we all need people who pour into us cause we can pour so we can pour out to others as well. Um, yeah. so I think finding that core group, um, is essential. It's like growth. Absolutely. Thank you for that truth bomb, because I find that we all need that on both sides. Like mm-hmm. women are looking sometimes have really high standards of what they're looking for in guys. And I also say, I'm like, cool, if you want your guy to be the leader of a Bible study and you know, this mentor leader, blah, 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 then you need to be working on that stuff yourself too, oh, girl. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you need to also have that group of women. You need to also be trying to pour into yourself. And so I just think it's awesome to see, to really hold us both accountable, like both genders. Like we both need to be the leaders of our own lives currently today in our singleness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that what you're saying, yeah, I get what you're saying. Cause it's like, if, even if you do have that and you start liking someone and you see that she doesn't have that, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like a red, not a red flag, but it's definitely it like this, this, yeah, it's a red flag of just being like, we're, we definitely have amazing chemistry and there's a lot of vibes going on or whatever, but I, you know, you gotta like, you just got to know that they need community too, because mm-hmm. they also need, um, that you're, you just can't be the infatuation. I think the biggest problem is we become, we idolize, right? Yeah, really quick and they become yeah. the heroes and they become like our focus and our, like our purpose, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it's just, you have to, you have to make sure not only she has community, but she has goals and vision and dream. Mm. Not that she needs to hundred percent know that. Um, but she definitely needs to be chasing something bigger and, um, yeah. And like I said, she doesn't have to know exactly what that is, but you cannot be the idol. Like you cannot be the idol. You can't be her purpose. You kind of already said that. Like men dating marriage cannot be your end goal. Yeah. And if she, and if she doesn't have that and you're like, but she, but she will have it soon. I won't be her purpose. I, the formula is you will be her purpose. Like it's just, it is, it is, it is. If if they're, if you're going into the relationship and she doesn't have that, that community yet or that vision yet. Um, like I said, you don't know exactly what it is, but that even just that drive towards who she wants to become or like mentors and working on it, yeah, working yeah. on it, then you will undoubtedly come the, the idol in the situation and it will so end. Good. Yeah. You guys, this is so good. One thing that I really loved about this interview is that both of the guys are adamant about having a solid community around them. Jared said, you won't have a successful relationship without community. And I couldn't agree with him more. Both BC and Jared live and thrive off of their communities. They have accountability and are constantly seeking after growth and living out having a growth mindset in all things. They're not afraid of getting vulnerable with one another. They hug one another. They get real with one another and cry with one another. And in relationship, they bring one another and other dudes in to really help them navigate discernment. You guys, this is only part one of our conversation. So stay tuned for part two, where the dudes answer questions from the ladies coming this Friday. Also, if you want to connect with them, you can find them on Instagram at at BC underscore Cerna and at Jared dot Nickerson. I hope you guys will go and check them out. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heart of dating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. 
Until next time, friends.